0: You're listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast, dedicated to bridging the gap between alternative healthcare and mainstream medicine in utilizing everything good to help you feel great. We're glad you tuned in. Now here's your host, Dr. Michael Pound. Have you ever had a pain that appeared out of the blue and then just wouldn't go away? Did you ever get frustrated after trying everything and not feeling better? Well... What if I told you your pain could be fixed by simply moving differently? My next guest has dedicated his career to helping his clients do just that. And this interview is special to me because we recorded it live. So the audio may sound a little different, but you'll want to hear what this muscle mechanic has to say. So without further ado, here's Byron. What's going on? Byron, (laughs) thank you for being here and being on the show. Yeah, it's a great pleasure. We're happy to have you here. So I'm really excited to interview you because we've been working together for about a year now. And I have just seen some amazing things. I I refer people to you. They get better fast. And here we are on a podcast about healing better fast. Not just about masking symptoms or making people feel better fast, but also healing better fast. So in a nutshell, can you tell me about muscle mechanics? Muscle mechanics. Well, muscle mechanics,
1: Dr. Pound, is the place... For the everyday athlete who is striving to change their life, to get a higher performance out of their ability to wake up every day and crush it, uh, to stop suffering by limitations such as pain and restrictions, so that they can
0: understand their body more intently and deeply. And I see that a lot. I see people limited by pain. You know, it's kind of hard to step back and when you're in it to realize that pain is just electrical signals.
1: mm mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the biggest case is when you tell somebody they have to look in the mirror and analyze themselves, it's challenging. <laughs> it's challenging, and it's always ongoing. But as soon as we can get them to understand, because I've done this whole, this whole process, as soon as we can get them to understand that how they are feeling and the pain they're feeling is two things. You're responsible for it because of how you operate your body. And two, pain is the communicative thread between you and your mind. If you lose the sense of pain, you cannot communicate to your body.
0: Yeah, and you articulate it perfectly. Over and over daily, I hear it, just preaching the word, man. You're preaching the word. <laughs> uh I'm
1: just passionate about cause I'm just an average guy, you know, dude joined the military and took some aches and, and pains and bumps and bruises a little bit, but uh most importantly, you know, raising my right hand to serve the country, foreign and domestic, I wanted to continue to serve my community and serve the world. Which is understanding that understanding your body will get you
0: further in your ability to perform at your highest. Now that brings me to another great question, which, why did you get into this profession? Well, I've always had a love affair
1: with movement. I mean, as a kid, I would run up to my mom and express to her, Look, I can push on my forearm with my thumb and my fingers are moving, Mom. You know, and, and she would just laugh. And, and uh, you, know, you look back at these little moments in life and it's just, they're little threads that are strengthening the support from where you are now. Uh, so really how I got into it is those little moments in life. I'm watching Bruce Lee flicks when I was a kid and just being so amazed that he can make every single muscle come to life. Just astounded me and I would, I would mimic it and be like whoa, I can feel all my muscles. So being in tune with my body was a lifestyle. It was ongoing. So when I came into injuries, uh, my first left knee ACL tore completely my unit didn't believe me that it was torn, because it was completely torn, but they didn't believe me that it was torn. I didn't even think it was torn, because I was still playing rugby, I was still running uh, 10.45 to 11 minute, two miles, so I was like, is that torn? I'm a soldier, we're going to push through this, and right, then, right. Uh, finally when I went to the doc and showed him, I'm like, hey, why is this click, you know, when I do this, when I bend down, and his eyes got bright, big, and he sent me to get an MRI, and sure enough, it was completely torn it had been like that for like over eight months. So that time frame was about eight months before you even realized you had a torn right. ICO. Because you just pushed through. Which brings a, a really sensitive note is we all do that. We put our families, our careers, everything else in front of us before we take care of ourselves. Not to mention we're at the mercy of the pain because we don't understand it. And the mercy of the conglomerates of seeing our doctor. And usually it's, here's some pain meds. And... We just are, We succumb to that, and when we feel vulnerable, and then it's not getting better, so we just keep taking pain meds. And before we know it, we're getting to surgery, and that's still just treating the symptom of a problem mm-hmm. that was probably derived from an earlier on
0: onset issue years ago. You know. Now, and, when you say getting better, how do you define getting better, and how do your patients or clients define getting so when better? So you talk about getting uh, pain free fast, right? Pain-free fast. Getting out of pain fast.
1: You can you can leverage it in different ways. For some people, it's literally a guy came in, he couldn't even turn his back. He had no rotation in, in his T-spine. And then we were able to get him rotation in T-spine within 15 minutes. That, and to him, he's better. He feels better. So he keeps coming back for that. Uh, other people, they're like, I, I want to run faster. So the better is really depending on the person, but when it's all about it, they're moving. They're moving better. They're out of pain faster. These are all um, measurements that we can use as med- metrics to allow us to tell other people, here's why you need to come to
0: us. And that's going to be hard. For those of you who don't know what the T-spine is, it's the mid-back or thoracic spine. But that's going to be hard to be able to convince people that they're actually getting better. Of course, because that's why we use strong words like, we're doing this journey together.
1: When somebody comes in, we listen to them. We call it LPS. We literally empower them with what we call mobility empowerment. And to do that, we, we listen. We have to listen to their story to understand them because they're going to come in and say, I'm in pain. But yes, but there's more to it. And we're, by listening to their story, understanding them, who they are, we then can use the P, plan. We plan this journey that we're going to embark to, onto together. We're going to embark on this journey together, and you're not alone. I'm not just going to give you a piece of paper and say, do these stretches and good luck. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. And then our, my favorite, because I've risen my hand and done this myself with the services, I, I serve them. We serve them because we understand them. We serve them because we understand them, and we have a plan together. So that way we can serve them
0: best meet their needs. Yeah, I love that. You need You need a t-shirt, LPS on there, right? <laughs> LPS, baby.
1: Listen, plan, serve. It's truly the, uh, the foundation to understand somebody. Then you can create a plan and then serve them the best, meet their needs, to get to their achievements.
0: Uh, you're a certified massage therapist, is that correct? Yes. And I want you to just let our listeners know because when... A lot of my patients think about massage. They think about yeah. going and laying on a table for an hour and yeah. taking their shirt off and going to sleep yeah. and then just kind of drooling everywhere. Oh. So what are some common myths about massage therapy or the way you practice that's different from others? So the word muscle
1: mechanics, it is it is the word muscle mechanic because it's a hybrid. I was a trainer when I first got out of active duty and... I still had this love affair with understanding how we move and in, in our habits and how we end up moving differently when we succumb to pain or a, a restriction or such as an injury. And so it was like, it was only inevitable for me to go to school. And prior to massage therapy school, prior to Afghanistan being deployed, I was going to school, doing some undergraduate to go towards becoming a physical therapist. But what stopped me was I wanted to have an open field an open scope of practice. So that way I can actually do what I want to do Mm -hmm. and not be limited. Mm -hmm. So muscle mechanics is and will be a, a, a replacement of the word massage therapist because massage therapy, yes, as you said, people just think flight and fluff and pet muscle mechanics we are going to literally tinker with you. Like a mechanic with a drag racer. He's got the whole team who's tinkering just to get that engine two-tenths of a second faster. We're we're there every step of the way. Muscle, Muscle mechanic is understanding you as a person. He understands, he or she, understands what it is you truly need so we can get you
0: better at what it is you're striving to do so you can live the lifestyle you deserve. So what's a typical first session like with you or at Muscle Mechanics? Well, you come in, In that first
1: 15 minutes, we're doing our acronym, our LPS. We're listening to you and who
0: you are as a human being. And then from there, so you're saying you give them home exercises. I would say, other than drink a lot of water. And it's not just a piece of paper. We literally say,
1: drink water, but this is why. Do these drills, but this is why. Uh, Here's the videos on my YouTube channel that will walk you through why you need to do these drills daily. No different than hygiene for your oral, your oral hygiene, like brushing your teeth. So we teach, hey, take this lacrosse ball. It's a great tool for the body.
0: No different than the toothbrush is to your teeth, the lacrosse ball is to your muscles. What would you say is the most common reason your clients fail or give up? So, what has... Which hopefully that doesn't happen a lot, but for the ones that do... What has come through
1: the doors is, many times, once they start feeling... The pain is gone. They would normally just stop doing the drills that I've instructed them to do. And that's okay. You know, it does happen often as far as uh, I'm feeling great, feeling better. I'll see them in the store or whatever, and they're like, i got to get back in to see you. And I was like, I'm here to help. Whenever you're ready to get back on that journey, I'm here to help. You know, and it happens because we're humans. We, 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 we move up and down like a roller coaster. But our best mission is to try to keep people moving upwards so they can continue to strive towards that goal to feel better. And when people
0: fall off, we're there to catch. We're there to catch, to help them back up and continue to move forward. So hopefully your clients are taking the lacrosse ball home and using it. But if you could be a fly on the wall at home at one of your clients' house, what would be one thing that they would be doing that would make you smile? So... As I said
1: before, they, they'll, they'll dig that ball in, and as soon as the pain is gone, they'll stop digging. So we try to enforce them to create it as a habit. And even though if I was a little fly on the wall and it can see if they're doing their homework or not, we know that people are so embedded with their lifestyles that they forget. So that's why we uh, really educate deeply and intentionally to let these drills become ingrained in you as much as it's unconscious for you to brush your teeth. So as much as you brush your teeth every day, which I love when we do the mobility clinics, I ask them, everybody raise your hands if you don't brush your teeth every day. You know, And it never fails. No, nobody raises their hand because everybody brushes their teeth. And I go, that's the same energy I need from you when you're doing or thinking about your muscles. In fact, raise your hand if you want bad breath. And nobody raises their hand. I go, okay, so raise your hand if you want pain to suffer from. Nobody raises their hand. So I say, use that. In fact, close your eyes. Picture a mouthful of just gingivitis, bad gum disease, all that stuff. Now, the pain you've had or the restriction you've had in your muscle, that's the same image I want you to think of. So the moment you say, I don't want to do my stuff, even if you've gotten in bed, I've done it. I've gotten in bed, forgot to do my stuff just because it was a busy day, jumped back out of bed, jumped on the ball for at least 10 minutes, and then got back into bed. Because I know if I don't,
0: then I'll suffer. And I don't want to suffer
1: when I can be at my best the
0: next day. Yeah, and I see the same thing. It's interesting because I have uh, patients who are dentists or who are medical doctors, oh, yes. who are trainers. And then my question is always, you know, so what are you doing at home? We, do we actually practice what we preach? And I know you're a busy man. You know, yes. You've got a bunch of kids, right? <laughs> Just like me. Like, they keep coming, I don't know, right and left. It's like, when will it stop? I know. But... Uh, with all of that responsibility with your home life, yes, how do you how do you find that balance?
1: Um consistency. Uh, the that's why I deeply and intentionally understand my clients because we're all humans and I understand it could be a roller coaster of up and downs. I understand uh, why we created that catch net. I understand that no matter what you don't aim to want to suffer, you just you just get busy. So we really, really intens- intentionally, Educate and, and mentor and, and, and teach. Make this a habit as best you can. Make this a habit. And we give training on that. We give them in the mobility empowerment training. There is steps. There are steps that helps keep this a habit. And I live by those. So I don't practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. And when mm-hmm. I say That's that, good. because, because I have faltered. I have. There's been days where I literally, you can mark this, I didn't brush my teeth because I didn't do my mobility. So I lived by it and it was nasty. Hopefully I, that wasn't today, right? Yeah, it wasn't today. But I got to the office and was like, oh, it sucks. And so I brushed my teeth at the office after I did my mobility. You know, it's just, it, it happens. So I preach what I practice because I preach about being human. I preach about, hey, it, it happens. Don't beat yourself up about it. Get back on there and continue forward. Don't let it linger. Get after it. Don't ignore it. Because the more we do, then we're at the mercy. And we're at mercy, we're not in control. If we're not in control, we can't reach our destiny.
0: You keep using the word mobility. Would you ever say there's a time that people shouldn't be mobile? No. I mean, (laughs) think about it. Movement is life, right? Uh, There's a ton
1: of research on how, as humans, we need to be outside more and moving more. But anything from... The smallest molecule known to man to the largest molecule, even the solar system itself. Everything's moving. Without movement, there is no life. And if your mobility is is suffering from, from whatever restriction it may be, which the word mobility means the ability to move without restriction. And that restriction could be many things. But if you can't move, you can't proceed with progress. And if you don't have progress, we don't have movement. Without that movement,
0: we don't have a life. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. When people probably come to you, they have that, they just want their life back. You know, they, they want Completely. to be able to move without thinking about it. And they, a lot of times they don't want to move. And so then they don't feel like they're mm-hmm. living their life. It's so powerful.
1: Very very so. We do a, a process called Y5. We ask them, and it, we ask them why, literally five times. So they'll come in, we're like, well, why are you here? And they go, well, I'm in pain, When we keep asking them asking them and it was really profound which is uh really unique because any grandmother or grandfather that comes in unless they're specifically training for like an Ironman or, or, or an actual achievement that they're trying to achieve if it's just general life they always answer that that fifth one is always the same i want to be the gra- the best grandmother or grandfather i can be for my grandchildren
0: i agree that's great you got to get deep you got to get deep and Especially when you're meeting a stranger, it'll be superficial, and then it goes a little deeper, and then it goes a little deeper, and then you get some people who are just really stubborn. You may have to go a sixth time. (laughs) You know, I pull it from them. I, I, I love looking into your
1: eyes and just telling you, you know, I know why you're here, but you need to tell me
0: why. Because if we don't, then we don't have an understanding. That's great. So you seem to influence a lot of people in the community. You're very involved in the community, and and I know, you know, I just see all this chatter online about you know how great you are. I passion, wanna, yeah, passion. I want to know who is your biggest influencer. Ah, uh, you know, it's 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 you as a well, mentor well, to me, that's
1: <laughs> uh, Dr. Giesman. Um, it's it's. The check's coming later? <laughs> yes. The, the, the individuals I've, I've followed throughout uh, my history of life in general. Um, uh, my wife is my biggest hero just because you, really she does astounding things. I mean, for one, she puts up with me. I mean, that's amazing. Um, people ask me, how did you meet her? And I go, well, uh, think of baseball. Uh, full count. bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth. I just closed my eyes and swung, and somehow, <laughs> somehow I won. Uh, but, but really, uh, in other influences, when I was in Afghanistan, really got into CrossFit. So Kelly Starrett, who was big on the lacrosse ball with the mobility, I took that and ran with it. Um, my best friend, the best man at my wedding, Anthony Trucks, who's always there to tell me raw where I need to pick up. And keep on pushing, uh, what a best friend does. But he himself is an entrepreneur who really out there thriving. And I look towards anytime I need help, and he's always there for me. Um, friends who I've met—I mean, you name it. I mean, every client that comes in teaches me something new yep. that I can help with. And it's all about just helping and passion because I want to contribute to help others. And my level of contribution can only rise if I continue to help every single client thrive towards their success and move better and so they can live the lifestyle they deserve.
0: That's great. When we're talking about the difference between alternative healthcare and mainstream medicine, which in my mind there's not a difference, but oftentimes they get put into different categories. Oh, yes. Would <laughs> you say there's anyone who's not a good fit for your program or to come in and be your client? Sure. I mean, I actually got off the phone
1: uh, with a... With a with a potential client, but uh, she sounded kind of hesitant, you know. She literally was asking for a sports massage. And she literally wanted just that. She was just wanted the sports massage. She didn't really have an interest. I can feel through the phone the energy that she, when I was explaining to her what LPS is. When I was explaining to her our process and why we deeply and intentionally understand her as a person. And she's a, a, a competitor in the bodybuilding industry, which was which was unique. And I was, like, excited. And she's just like, hmm, just really wasn't feeling it. She just wanted what she was used to possibly. She just wanted that sports massage. And I was just trying to get it to her to understand that that's not just what we do. Mm-hmm. We get embedded with you because we want you to thrive. And so I would say the only time that it's not a good fit for somebody is if they don't fully want to change themselves to get better and be
0: out of pain. I love that. It's like health or anything that we know about in life. All the good stuff we know, know, everyone would benefit from the good stuff. Yes. But not everyone's ready. And if you try and change someone's mind or control how they think, it it sometimes will drive people away. Really, I believe there's somewhere in between where pretty much, I would say, the majority of my clients lie. They'll come here for pain relief, quick pain relief, and tell me they don't want medication, But then they're taking medication if they need it, which is totally fine with me. I don't hold it against them. This is a judge-free zone, (laughs) which is why we're here. But like you, like you just emphasized, which is, you know, there's tremendous power in telling someone, you know, not right now. It it is, because when they're not ready,
1: then you can't change somebody's mind for them. You can empower them. You can encourage them. But they have to make that decision on their own, which is why we drive out of them that fifth why. And it never fails. When, they, when we drive it out of them, that fourth why, they're already a little bit of annoyed by me asking the same question. Why? Why? And that fourth one, and, they, and then when I ask them the why the fifth time, it's almost like they're shouting at me. But it comes out of them. Well, because I want to feel better. Because I want to complete the Spartan race. Because I don't want this pain to, to control my life. And you, every time, when they get it out that way, the gloss comes over the eyes. And even I feel it because I understand pain. I under, I've been there. Completely, where, it's, where I've suffered from and which is why I give myself to every single client and my, my, um, my employees, if you would, to do the same
0: so that we can help change their lives. Just if our listeners were to go with that why, you know, the five whys, you know, you could be a better practitioner. I found that's helped me in my success. Yes. And and I truly believe that even if someone was listening to this and just kind of got down service level, it could be pain. Yes. It could be what they're doing for their job. Yes. It could be doing what they're what they're doing for weight loss or diet. Yes. You know, if you just go down to the why, you get to the bottom of it and, and the root of it, which is where I believe the success is. So, you've got a very physical job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're crawling all over people. I will walk by and you're on top of someone. And you're on the table. You have a. You must keep yourself in physical shape just beyond what I can even comprehend. I know you play basketball, which is good, but with all that taken into account, what's the most challenging thing about what you do?
1: Truthfully, uh, it I've never stayed consistent with one attribute of athleticism. I'm always bouncing around, and I think that's a positive for me in my athleticism because I don't like to stay in one athletic uh, style or form for too long because I want my body to not just adapt to that only. you know. So basketball for a while, and now I'm currently just teetering back into my absent love affair I've had of trail running. Ah. Uh, and so there's this 5K coming up in two weeks, and I'm just going to go out there and do it. Now, I haven't even trained for it, but uh, it's okay. Because, Love it. Because you just got to get after it. Uh, doing some rock climbing, bouldering. I don't like the harness, but I'm more and just the bouldering. Um, some, I've done CrossFit numerous of times. Obviously, I'm still a CrossFitter in my mind and with the community because I respect it for what it does, uh, what it's done for America and the world. Um, but I've also done parkour. So I'm just steady, always moving forward with whatever sparks my interest. But as long as you are moving and understanding your body, then you're progressing.
0: That's great. So, you're you're good at a lot of things. I want to know. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, I want to know something that you're not good at. Ah, uh, not good at. Ooh,
1: transparency. Here we go. Sometimes, <laughs> vulnerability. I'm, We're going to be Yeah, let's be vulnerable. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not good at communicating. Sometimes I'm like I get so excited and I uh, I'm not com- uh, good at communicating to my wife that I booked this mobility clinic on a Saturday. <laughs> So I forget to tell her, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes. Oh, I can relate. Yeah. yeah, It just, you know, sometimes I'm not good at listening, which is why I love to listen. Every now and then a client will say something and I didn't pick it up and that hurts me. I feel like I let that client down. So I'm always, I'll always reach back out and say, Hey, you know, you were talking about wanting to do this. And I I feel I wasn't really listening. I was, I was prepping for my next statement and I wasn't really embedded. And I didn't really listen to you on that piece. So I would love for you to, when you come back on, on your next session, let's talk a little bit more about that. And first and foremost, I want to apologize, but I do want to understand you more intently and deeply.
0: Yeah. And I can see just you know, that look in your eyes, that he's being genuine. You know, you can't see him, but we're both tearing up here. <laughs> yeah, but it's about to come. It's about the, to come. Yeah. I'm sure your wife will listen to this episode. We spend all day listening to people, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to go home and continue to listen. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to give you a little pass here. Hopefully your wife will <laughs> just take that into account. And just remember that, because you do. You have to take on a lot when you're here. Yeah, yeah. Every day. I would like you to tell me something that's true, ...that almost nobody agrees with you on? Ah, uh, let's see. Hmm.
1: That is a loaded question, Dr. P. It's a loaded question. It's true, but nobody agrees on. I won't say that they don't agree. They just don't understand how to agree or, or, or don't agree. Okay.
0: Hydration and breathing. Ooh, that's a good one. So, so tell me, what's the truth and what do people not agree or have a hard time with? If you ask somebody do you stay hydrated?
1: People are going to say yes. They're just going to say yeah. And if they're really transparent, they'll be like, well, you know what? And they'll think about it. But most of the time, people will say yes. Okay. But most of the time, we're incorrect. So I, as soon as I ask them, do you stay hydrated? I'll ask them, well, how much water do you drink a day? A lot. I go, what's a lot? And they have to start thinking. And then we have to pull from them. Like, what's a lot to you? Well, I drink... Uh, Three of these bottles right here, they're little water bottles. So you drink three 16 ounce or filled ounces of water a day. Give or take, yeah, you know. And then I go, do you think that's enough? Maybe not. So they start backtrailing. So they don't even know if they needed to disagree or not, but they're definitely dehydrated, and it's something that's very true. We as an as a population uh, suck at breathing and being hydrated, so much so that. Uh, it makes us make bad decisions. <laughs> because when we're in survival mode from not breathing, being shallow breathers, and and not being in control of letting our diaphragm relax and thriving through our central nervous system, and we're dehydrated, our spine decompresses, our brain is agitated because it's, it's dehydrated, and the muscles in our cranial, it tightens up, and it, we're even hunched over, and ah, so much. So it's something that something like. A drop of orange juice left in the carton at the end of the day can just tip you over and come to find out maybe you were just dehydrated all day.
0: (laughs) Um, But people don't know to disagree or not. And so, but I know it's the truth. Breathing is important. A lot more important than most people realize. And in fact, they don't think about it. And so they they often get injured from breathing incorrectly. But if I were to start off with that, no one would believe me. Yes. It's a whole different way of thinking. We just are not used to doing. Right. We've never been taught it. Right. We never got taught in school how to breathe. Right. Or how to drink. Right. know how much water to drink. You can Google it. Yes. But there's a lot that goes into that. There's a ton. Good old Google MD. Dr. Google. Yeah.
1: I like to bring up the point where... Any nutrition plan or workout plan, you never see breathing or hydration. Sometimes you do see the hydration. They'll say, just drink your, your, your water weight or in ounces or something along that lines. But they don't express why, how it's going to improve you and what it's literally physically and chemically going to do for you to get to your goals. And especially breathing. You see breathing absent because we take it for granted. And it's hard to sell. Right, yeah, so it's yeah. not out there in the markets, but we suck at breathing. So much so that we're stuck, in the autonomic, the autonomic nervous system is thriving on it, and, and we're stuck in survival mode, and we make poor decisions when we're stuck in survival mode because we don't need to be in survival mode all the time. That's right. The tiger in the bush doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, it doesn't exist as much. Not here in the Western world. Um, the tiger in the bush now is the somebody on Facebook saying something silly. So we're like anxiety, overboard with anxiety. Ah, i got to answer this text message. Ah, i got to get this done. And we're running out of time, and you are stuck in survival mode because you're telling everybody to be self. So the, la- the next thing you know, it's 10, 8, 10 p.m., and you've had two sips of water. Mm-hmm. A lot of our medical problems, if you just look on there, all the symptoms,
0: dehydration. Yeah, that's and what a great point to end on, you know, for people to remember today. This has been a great interview, and I know that our listeners will gain just action steps, easy action steps that they can do at home to improve their lives, to help them heal better, faster. So on that note, I want to know how people can find you because there's going to be people who want to learn more about what you've got to offer. And I know you've got some things in the works. I know yeah. you've got some good things in the works. So yeah, how can Dr. people P. find out about you? Well, you know, at, you know, I can't wait for the future because
1: I'm going to have a direct line that they can just access more quality uh, access to get the programs that we have up on a once i have them uploaded but right now you can reach me at muscle mechanics on facebook look up muscle mechanics byron herald on facebook and then uh, like our page follow us and stay tuned in for more knowledge to grow yourself understand yourself most importantly live the lifestyle you deserve
0: thank you All right. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you uh, spending your time with us today and giving us all that knowledge, and wish you all the best. I know you're going to be a great success. Great pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Ping. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast at www.healbetterfast.com.